This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 284, Fire Your Real Estate Banker, Part 2. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to part two of Fire Your Real Estate Banker, our little mini series for real estate investors wanting to sort of understand and learn about the bank on yourself concept. Now, last week's episode, we kind of give a overview, a primer, if you will, if you've never heard about bank on yourself before or how it has anything to do with your financial life, go back and listen to that episode as it's going to really set the foundation for what we're going to be covering together today. Today, I want to leave every last minute of our episode for particular strategies. I've got some detailed examples, numbers, and more. So if you're into the particulars, the numbers, the spreadsheets, I got them today. So I'm coming in hot with three potent financial strategies and how you can use bank on yourself for your real estate investing needs. So let's jump in with the first strategy, the cash purchase strategy. I'd like to start simple. Let's simplify the bank on yourself and real estate investing strategy all the way down with this very easy way to use your policy, your bank on yourself designed whole life policy first in the real estate space. The simplest strategy is the cash purchase. In four very simple steps, here's how you do it. Use the equity in your whole life insurance policy, the cash value, to purchase a real estate property. Step two. The policy continues to grow even on the capital you borrowed. If that's new to you, go back and listen to last week's episode to learn more about how that works. Step three, you control the repayment schedule to the policy that you own. And then step four, someday in the future, sell the property, recycle the money back into your policy before you make your next cash purchase, your next real estate deal. This very simple real estate strategy allows you to, in essence, have a guaranteed line of credit to yourself. So even when the banks are not lending, which is what they love to do during recessions, when real estate prices are usually at their most attractive, at their lowest, you can confidently walk to the courthouse steps and pay cash for properties at pennies on the dollar. And by using the policy, your bank on yourself designed policy, you're increasing the yield on your real estate investment without any additional market risk. Years ago, Matt, we'll call him Matt, a then 45-year-old, began paying $32,200 into a premium of a whole life insurance policy designed the bank on yourself way. By year 10, Matt had a cash value of $396,400. So in year 11, Matt decided to stop paying the premiums altogether. So that's a surprise. Most people falsely believe that you must pay whole life insurance premiums for the rest of your life, which is just patently not true. So without any loans or taking any other action on Matt's part, from year 10 to year 15, the policy's cash value would have grown from the $396,000 that I mentioned earlier to $515,900 in year 15. That's pretty good for boring old whole life insurance. However, 
Matt wanted to keep that money in play. He wanted to keep doing two things at once, if possible, with his money. So at the very start of year 11, Matt took out a loan for $350,000 to make a cash purchase on a real estate property he had his eye on. Now, over the next five years, through a combination of rent payments to him, as well as a cash-out refinance on the property, Matt's been able to pay the policy loan all the way down to zero, paid off the loan. So in year 15, his cash value is still $515,913. Wait, what? That's right. When the loan is paid off, the cash value of this policy is the exact same that it would have been had he not taken out the loan in the first place. So just a quick recall that these policies, these bank-on-yourself designed policies grow exactly the same, whether you borrow against the policy or not. There is no breaking compound growth when you access policy loans on your policy. If he had merely pulled the funds from a bank account or a brokerage account for this real estate deal, he would have had the potential appreciation of the property, but the account, the savings, the 401k, the brokerage account would have stopped growing when he took that withdrawal out. So if the policy continues to grow, that's an advantage to him, even as his property continues to appreciate in the neighborhood as well. In fact, let's talk about that. If his real estate property that he purchased with the policy loan returned a, let's just use a boring 3% annualized appreciation, Matt's property, his real estate deal, would have shown a paper profit of about $55,000 of growth. But by using the policy for the purchase, he'd still get the appreciation of the real estate. You know, the real estate property does not care how he bought it. The property would still appreciate the same with $55,000 of appreciation. That's 3% a year for five years. But he'd also get the arbitrage on his policy. What is arbitrage, you ask? Well, it's the amount of money you make beyond what the policy loan interest might have cost you. So to be specific, the loan that he borrowed would have cost him $38,212 over a five-year period, which, by the way, works out to an annual percentage rate, or APR, of just 2.1%. That's pretty good interest rates for the times we're living in today, by the way, especially when you factor in the reality that he was in complete control of that loan repayment. Now, even though Matt paid roughly $38,000 of loan interest, the policy grew from $396,428 to $515,913. Guys, that's an increase of $119,485. The growth of the policy minus the interest he paid on the loan means he earned an arbitrage of $81,273. He earned more in his policy than he spent on loan interest. So far, so good? Okay, keep running with me. We're almost done. So add the $81,273 of arbitrage he got to the $55,000 of real estate paper appreciation he had on his real estate deal. And Matt's total benefit for this deal is $136,273. Guys, he took a 3% rate of return on his real estate and improved that dramatically. The return more than doubles to almost 7% without any additional real estate market risk. This strategy did not take a high IQ or a fancy complicated structure. All Matt did was pull funds from a different account than a savings or a checking or something to go invest in his real estate venture. That's it. 
What would happen if the real estate improved at more than 3% a year? Please realize that if that happened, the numbers in my example would look even better. What would the numbers look like with renters in that property? What would the added value of tax advantages on real estate do to this strategy? And don't forget that all the while your cash value is building toward a tax-free income in your retirement someday in the future. I mean, really, this just gives me goosebumps. What if you use the policy loan feature with every major purchase you made in your life? Okay, cool. So catch your breath. We're getting ready for strategy number two, but just take a moment and take in everything we've already covered. All right, ready? Let's keep rolling. Strategy number two, equity harvesting. Now, for those who love to flip properties, how might you use the bank on yourself strategy? Simple. Take the profits from your first flip and use that profit to fund your bank on yourself designed policy. This will also work without flipping. If you're into doing the popular Burr method, Burr stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. By regularly using a cash out refinancing of your properties to fund your bank on yourself designed policy. Let's take a look at what that would look like to use a cash out refinance on an existing property to harvest some equity into your bank on yourself designed policy. Let's say, for example, that you own four properties, four real estate deals. Each property is currently valued at $100,000 a piece. And let's say that, again, they're appreciating at just 3% a year. That's a total profit, annualized profit, of roughly $12,000 a year for your real estate portfolio, twelve grand a year. And let's say every five years, you did a cash-out refinance and pulled out $60,000. Again, that's $12,000 times five years equals $60,000 of equity. To harvest this equity out, you'd have to do a cash-out refinance. Now, harvesting equity would allow you to lock in your real estate gains, which remember, are not guaranteed while they're just sitting in the walls of those houses. Your equity is not guaranteed. But if you do a cash out refinance into a whole life insurance policy, the policy's value is guaranteed. Not only is the principal guaranteed, but it's guaranteed to increase every year for the rest of your life. So you've locked in some of those dollars that were not guaranteed and you've moved them over to a guaranteed bucket. As an added bonus, the liquid cash in your policy allows you to purchase now a fifth real estate property. So we went from four real estate deals where the equity was not guaranteed and not liquid, and we moved to a policy where the equity is liquid and is guaranteed. And not only is it liquid and guaranteed, but we can now access that cash value borrowing against it to purchase now a fifth real estate property. If the policy was designed the bank on yourself way, you could borrow roughly $50,000 Within 30 days of starting that policy, remember you put in 60000 and usually within the first month or so, you can access the money. And I'm saying we can access roughly $50,000 from this example, which would help you secure a fifth real estate deal. So if you're keeping up with me now, you have now five real estate properties, each of them earning in the neighborhood, let's say 3% a year. Plus you have your policy growing right alongside your real estate on the full cash value, even on the capital you borrowed to make that fifth property purchase. Wonderful. That is super nice. Five years after you opened your policy, your total real estate portfolio is now $595,529. Now, again, that's $537,500 for your first four properties and $57,963 for your fifth property. 
Alongside your real estate, though, your policy, your bank on your self-designed policy has a total cash value growing now, equaling $69,698 of cash value. Now, even though there's a loan balance on the policy, the loan balance is collateralized by that cash value, and that loan balance has grown to over $60,000 over five years, a 4% APR. But remember, the policy has grown now to $69,698. So we're doing just fine. We're not underwater on our policy loan. But hold tight. I'm going to come back to how we're going to pay down that loan in just a moment. All this means, I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers here at you. All this means is that your total asset value, the policy plus the five real estate deals, is $665,227. So let's just sum total this. Which would you rather have? $537,500 in four real estate deals, locked away equity that you can't touch and is not guaranteed, or $665,227. And don't forget, there's a substantial death benefit on the life insurance policy, which I'm not even mentioning or factoring into these numbers. That's something that your family would not have had had you kept all your equity in those four real estate deals and not set up the bank on yourself policy. So you might be asking, Mark, what if real estate prices crash and I've done all this cash out refinance stuff? Is all this equity harvesting just putting more risk on my shoulders? It's a great question because your properties could go underwater. That means you could owe more than the property is worth. And if you harvest equity, you're pulling all this equity out of your properties and then the real estate price drops. Sure, you could go underwater with your real estate. During the previous example I just mentioned, the real estate properties were growing at a boring 3% a year. But what if they were to crash a negative 30% or worse like they did in 2008? It's true. There's nothing guaranteed about the equity in the real estate properties that you have until you move it over to a policy which does grow guaranteed. Your real estate properties up until then are faced with the whims and the fickleness of the local real estate market. However, by locking in your equity into a bank on yourself design policy, you are protecting it from ever being taken away from you. If housing prices crash, you'll be thanking your lucky stars you moved your equity into a policy before your equity vaporized to the real estate market. Now, what about that loan balance on the policy? I mentioned earlier that it had grown from 50,000 to 60,000 over those years. So, great news. You are in control of when you repay that loan. So when the house prices finally recover, if the markets were to crash, for example, you could simply sell one of your real estate properties and use the proceeds to either start a new policy or pay off existing policy loans. Great news. You are in control of when you repay that loan. So when house prices finally recover, as they always do, you can sell one of your properties and use the proceeds to either start new policies or pay off that existing policy loan I've mentioned earlier. Since there's no required loan repayment plan on policy loans, you can wait for housing prices to recover, even if it takes five years, 10 years, and sell at a decent price when you're the banker. Guys, you're in control. So that is the equity harvesting strategy, something that I think every one of us should pay close attention to if you own a home or if you're in the real estate investment space. Third strategy. Let's talk about the single premium syndication strategy. This one just blows me away. So hang on tight. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. The single premium syndication strategy. Now, whether you're a syndication fund manager or you're just a syndication passive investor LP, 
you know the power of using real estate syndications to increase your returns and participate in some phenomenal real estate deals. Many real estate syndication participants have the fortunate problem of having large lump sums of cash happening in their bank account during the various stages of the syndication process. For example, the first stage where they've got a large lump sum just sitting and souring in a bank account before they invest in the syndication fund, or that large lump sum that they get again when the fund liquidates or exits. These are just times in the syndication process where investors are getting these large dump-ins into their bank account. So what could one do with a large lump sum of cash? Well, similarly, many clients have come to me saying that they have this large lump sum of cash and want to put it into a policy, but do not want the obligation of having some ongoing recurring premium payment for years to come. Maybe they don't want an ongoing cash flow commitment with the policy, or maybe they don't have time to build up a substantial cash value. They want to see it happen right away. They want liquidity and use of the policy right away. So, Fortunately, a bank-on-yourself type policy can be designed in a unique way, which allows the owner to fund the policy with a one-time single premium. For many real estate investors, this can be a super attractive alternative to a recurring premium policy. So what is it? It's a single premium whole life policy. It operates in many of the same ways as normal bank-on-yourself design policies do. The cash value will continue to grow by a guaranteed and predictable amount, even when the markets are tumbling. Your principal and your gains in the cash value are locked in. An advantage of the single premium policy over recurring premium policies is that the single premium policy has a lot more cash value available to use in the first year. In fact, in the very first few weeks, the policy has roughly 90 to 95% of your money available as cash value. So contrast this to a Still impressive, 65 to 80% liquidity in a recurring premium policy in year one. So just imagine what you could do in your real estate portfolio with that 90% plus liquidity. So with all these advantages of single premium policies, why doesn't everyone just exclusively buy single premium policies? Well, it has to do with the tax law. For over 100 years, the tax law has allowed policy owners of recurring premium policies to access their cash values with no taxes due, truly tax-free access. In contrast, with single premium policies, the gains that exceed your cost basis, remember that's the premium you've paid in, the gains are going to be taxable on single premium policies. Until the cash value, though, exceeds your cost basis, Taking a loan or withdrawal does not create a taxable event. So unlike savings accounts, brokerage accounts, bank CDs, with single premium policies, the gains are not taxed until you take them out. And until then, they all grow tax deferred. Let's say Tom, a 65-year-old, had a large lump sum of $400,000 that he wanted to put mostly into a syndication deal. He wanted to put almost all of it into a syndication deal. Before he made the investment into that syndication deal, however, he first put the lump sum of $400,000 into a policy, into a single premium policy. Now the cash value within 30 days was liquid and accessible for him to borrow. And his cash value in the first year was $378,539. That's an incredible 94% of his original contribution. 
Tom planned to use this cash value and invest the cash into a syndication deal. By the way, he also had a death benefit of $860,000. So realize he put in 400 grand. He just doubled the gift to his family if he passed away in the very first year before he took that loan out. Now, to take advantage of the bank on yourself concept in his syndication deal, Tom will take a loan of $360,000 and he'll put that toward the syndication deal. He then takes the distributions from that syndication deal along with the liquidation event that he does several years later and he'll completely pay off the loan over the next eight years. The total loan interest he paid over the next eight years was $54,071. That represents a 2.1% APR, annual percentage rate. Meanwhile, the policy's cash value continues to grow through the eight-year period in which his loan was outstanding. So by year eight, the cash value has grown to $507,704. Guys, that's $107,700 more than he put into that policy eight years ago and is surely more than he would have earned had he left that money in a boring bank CD, which, by the way, would have been taxed every year. And CDs are, of course, not liquid, and he would not been able to invest in the syndication deal. Let's kind of summarize what's happened so far for Mr. Tom. Again, he put in $400,000 into a bank-on-yourself-designed policy, and the policy grew to $507,704 over an eight-year period. But he didn't just let that money sit and sour in the policy. Remember, he borrowed it out and put much of it to work in the attractive real estate syndication deal. And while he paid $54,000 of loan interest, since his policy increased by $107,704, Tom has made an arbitrage within the policy, an arbitrage amount of $53,700. In other words, he earned more than he spent to access the money in this policy. Of course, guys, we're not even including what the returns on his syndication deal might have been. We're just looking only at the policy. Now, these policies, like all bank-on-yourself policies, are contractually designed to become more efficient every single year they remain in force. So, Tom loved his first syndication so much, he decides to do it all over again. He wants another syndication deal, and this time the investment requirement is $550,000. So in year 10, he borrows from his policy $550,000. Now, pause for a minute with me. How incredible is it to be able to have that kind of liquidity and liquid money without any approval or waiting process? Seriously, let's imagine you had $550,000 in a bank account somewhere. Just try going to the bank and getting that $550,000 out of your local bank account. Just see what the bank teller does to try to stall you. What kind of paperwork they're going to make you fill out. Try getting that kind of money, 550 grand. Try getting that kind of money from a bank loan without a lot of bankers' questions and paperwork. Okay, anyway, I'm back off my soapbox, back to the story. So, Tom borrows $550,000 from his policy, and he pays back the policy loan over a similar eight-year period, and this time the total loan interest paid is $74,998. That makes sense, because it's a larger loan, and that works out to a 1.9% APR. Meanwhile, the total policy growth from year 10 to year 17 is now a whopping $182,694. That represents a total arbitrage of over $107,600. In conclusion, to summarize everything, bank-on-yourself policies get more efficient 
the longer you keep them. So those are my three strategies. I hope you liked them. As you can see, bank on yourself is a great complement to your real estate portfolio. It's an attractive choice. So what's the catch? Here's just a few things to consider before you dive in to this bank on yourself concept with real estate investing. First, there are insurance costs. Even the most efficient whole life insurance policy will show a cost in the first few years. Depending on how the policy is designed, you might have somewhere between 65% and 80% of your first year contributions. Or if you have a single premium policy, it might be even only 90% to 94% available contributions after the first year. The first year is when the policy is at its least efficient because you are purchasing life insurance. We can't get past that, even if we design it efficiently for bank on yourself. So for people who need every last penny right now and have no mind for future wealth accumulation, the patience required with bank on yourself will disappoint you. However, for those of you who see that money will always be part of your life and that there will always be a pressing need, you will see that the policy's cash value is going to grow more and more and more efficient every single year. Fast forward just a few short years and your policy will typically be growing faster than your annual contributions. I mean, really, when do you want your money growing at its most efficient? Right now or in the future when you need to rely on it the most? And by the way, what else in the financial universe gets more efficient every single year? What if your car got better gas mileage every single year? What if you could consistently beat your best run last year? Remember, this is a long-term financial strategy, not a get-rich-overnight scheme. It's not get-rich-quick, it's get-rich-for-sure. Second thing to consider, you must be able and willing to live within your means in order to pack away some money into a bank-on-yourself-designed policy. You simply can't open a policy if you're unable to save or have nothing set aside. You need to be able to save to do bank-on-yourself. If you cannot rub two pennies together, you're not going to be able to set up one of these policies. For some, there might be a third consideration, the fear of missing out. When Wall Street is going gangbusters and certain people just want to sound like the cool kids at the barbecue or the cocktail party, and they're going to be, you know, sort of embarrassed at their boring bank-on-yourself designed policy that's just cooking along at a middling single-digit return. But others understand that continuous, uninterrupted compound growth is better than a high-flying stock market one year only to have it crash the next. Finally, the biggest risk or consideration is working with the wrong advisor. If you've truly listened and understood everything we've mentioned in the last two episodes, you now know more than 99% of insurance agents in this country. It's sad to say it, but out of 400,000 life insurance agents in the United States, very few know how to design insurance policies the way we've been describing on these last two episodes. And I have unfortunately seen people who thought they had a bank-on-yourself designed policy, only to find out that their policy was riddled with commissions and fees. Other people have a ticking tax time bomb inside the policy that they did not want. And others find their cash value was growing far too slowly for the premiums they're paying in. And still others are surprised to find that the cost of insurance is increasing annually in an indexed universal life policy and will eventually consume all of their cash value and even lapse their policy. Maybe they heard about someone on YouTube offering infinite this or wealth family banking that. There's so many nicknames out there that have no meaning in the technical parlance. 
The only certification and authorization program built for the Bank on Yourself strategy is the Bank on Yourself Professionals Authorization Program. There is a lot of engineering and design that goes into making these policies work. I've actually counted over 30 characteristics necessary for Bank on Yourself type policies, not to mention the ongoing coaching and review meetings needed to maximize the value of this particular strategy. So please be sure, whatever you do, that you are working with a Bank on Yourself professional when you're setting up your policy, and you will know it will be done right the first time. Would you get into an elevator that hasn't been engineered and serviced by a competent and even certified professional? Much like getting into an elevator, if it's designed properly, all you have to do is get into the elevator, push a button, and up you go. However, if you leave the engineering and servicing of that elevator to your Uncle Vinny or someone who you've just met on YouTube with no certification, getting into that elevator might mean a lookout below plunge. So at this point, maybe you've been listening and thinking to yourself about your own creative real estate strategies and solutions. And you are ready. You are ready to fire your greedy banker and finance companies and become your own source of financing. You want to get access to your money when you need it by answering just one question, how much do you want? And what if this financial solution could double as a safe, predictable retirement saving strategy that goes in one direction only? What if it only went up? If you've been Listening and what you've been hearing intrigues you. If you've been nodding your head and wanting to learn how these strategies might benefit you, I can help. I'm offering a free, no obligation strategy session that will show you how to bypass banks and Wall Street to reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risk. Just go to nyafinancialpodcast.com and click on request a meeting, and you can grab a spot on my calendar for a 15 minute phone strategy session to answer your initial questions, talk about whether or not we would be a good fit together. I don't charge a fee for this. I understand if it's not a good fit for all people. I'll tell you up front, one way or the other, at the end of our call. Again, that's nyafinancialpodcast.com and click on request a meeting. Guys, real estate investing, in summary, is an exciting adventure and I look forward to seeing what we can do together here. Thank you for joining me for this highly technical episode. I kind of geek out on these every so often, so thanks for sticking with me on this. We'll be back with more fun next week. Again, thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your real estate, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.